All right, welcome to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Randy Zellier from BackSportsPage.com, and thank you for making us a part of your uh, week. That's what I say every week, but we've been on hiatus for a little while because we are changing up the direction of the show, but we had an amazing opportunity handed to us this week uh, to have Mickey James, the Impact Knockouts World Champion, join our show, and we couldn't resist. So we're back with you this week with Mickey James to talk about sacrifice. Who's she going to fight? Tasha Steeles or Chelsea Green? Who's it going to be? As we learned that last night on Impact, as we are recording this on a Friday, Sacrifice next weekend available on the Impact Wrestling Plus app. Check it out. It, tickets for the event for in Louisville available now. Go to ImpactWrestling.com for more information. A stacked card for Sacrifice. Let's go over it real quickly. Alex Shelley will fight Jay White. They call this one of the dream matches. Jay White, who also apparently has showed up on AW, the Forbidden Door, as they like to say, as, uh, as Mickey and I discussed the Forbidden Door uh, during our interview today. Uh, also, the inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, or Jesse McKay, versus the influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood for the Tag Team Champions for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championship. Trey Miguel versus Jake Something for the Impact X Division Championship. Moose versus Heath. In a singles match for the Impact World Championship, the Good Brothers defend the Impact Tag Team Championship. That is Doc Ellis and Carl Anderson versus Violent by Design. But which two members will it be? Will it be Eric Young, Diener, or Joe Doring? Or Doring? I can't, can't pronounce his name right. I apologize. Rhino will battle Eddie Edwards and a lot of controversy surrounding Eddie Edwards right now and his loyalty to Impact Wrestling. Jonah will battle PCO. And then Mickey James, as we discussed, will take on the winner of Tasha Steele's. Chelsea Green for this upcoming week on Impact. So lots of stuff going on. Don't forget, you definitely want to check out this show, Sacrifice, next Saturday on the Impact Plus app. So download that now and check out their show. Mickey James joins us this week, like we stated, and we discuss a lot. We discuss her Royal Rumble appearance. We discuss her time in Impact Wrestling from her different stints. We discuss making the Mickey James brand and being able to perform uh, her music, not just because be a wrestler. So many different topics we discussed on in a short amount of time. You guys are gonna love this interview. And we'll be right back in a couple minutes with Mickey James. All right, back here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. With me now, I, I, I guess we should call her the woman who's breaking barriers throughout her, her whole career. I'm talking about Mickey James and Mickey. Thanks for giving me a few minutes. I really appreciate it. The Knockouts Women Champion. Listen, you have certainly made headlines over the last year. Uh, how are first off? How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you for <laughs> asking. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> doing great. Well, you know what the amazing thing is? Obviously, you've done a lot of press lately, uh, especially about your, your Royal Rumble appearance being the first time ever I think WWE's acknowledged impact on their programming. And that's you. Again, you're the quote-unquote forbidden door, which has been, a, uh, I guess, the hot, you know, over the past few years, we've heard great uh, one-line uh, repetition, like the, what's best for business and all this other stuff. But the forbidden door seems to be the 21-22 phrase. But you know, what What did it mean to you to represent Impact, a company that you had a lot of history from, to be in that spot? I don't want to spend too much time on the on WWE stuff. I want to talk about, but this, this was a really big step, and you were the one who broke the door down. Yeah, uh, it was 
crazy. And I think it was, um, it was amazing. It was amazing. And, and I say that because it's weird how it's crazy how my career has gone. You know, if you think about the evolution of Mickey James from little Alexis Lurie, the independent scene in the mid Atlantic and, and the New York, New Jersey, Philly area, because I, worked with Ring of Honor in the baby stages and then go to TNA at the time, which was, you know, Jeff and Jerry Jarrett and just out of the Nashville fairgrounds on those. And then the stuff that I did with Raven and then to get hired out of that and put in developmental and OVW in Louisville, which is where I'm right now. I got to go to OVW last night as well. Um, we'll talk about that later, but to go to Louisville and, and that developmental years of those, those three years of kind of like grinding here and just kind of fine tuning um, to then debut on television and have an incredible run and, and Mickey James was born from Alexis Lurie back to me, real me, Mickey James, which is kind of ironic. Um, and then to leave there and almost go, go to impact and reestablish myself and rebrand myself as this hardcore country, which is very true to who I am. It was very authentic and, and very me. Uh, to be able to create her and cultivate her there and have so much history. We're a place that already had history and already had good relationships with Jeff Jarrett and, and everyone that was already there. And then uh, I recently said on Kurt Angle's podcast, like, cause Kurt was at that time, I was very pretty uh, devastated in the sense of like, Oh, I lost my dream job, everything that I wanted. And it was Kurt who convinced me to come to impact. Um, and Dixie was like Dixie had asked him to call me, uh, to come there and, and I'm so grateful for that because I was so heartbroken about wrestling in that moment that I just go like God what if I would have just been like oh, okay that was it that was good in 2010 like this whole tw last 12 years would yeah have been, I was say, that was 12 years ago already wow that's wild when you think about it and I was just and I was so heartbroken and then I ended up going there and I'm so grateful because I got to sing my own I created my own entrance music with Serge and with Dale and then came up with hardcore country and this character and really how to develop and push her and make her edgier and grow Mickey James up because I felt like she was uh, the, still the, little, the, the girl next door, the little girl next door and not edgy enough. And, and yeah, I got a bit edgier and was able to do that, but then come full circle and then go back to WWE and that, that last run that I had and be able to align myself with Alexa and do all kinds of uh, different things and work with a lot of the girls um, between Asuka and and even the stuff that I did with Asuka on the way out my last bit um, but then leaving and then coming to do Empower at NWA and stepping into more of that leadership role in that locker room but then to come over to Impact and win the Knockouts Championship again and hit double digits 10-time television women's television world champion um in multiple companies, but the, to do all of these things, I'm going like, crap, this is insane. And if you would have told me, because when I first broke into the business, uh, I remember them saying to me as a woman, make sure that when you make your money, make your backup plan, because a woman's time on television is five years, five years tops, seven. <laughs> And once you're done, you're done because women would go have babies and go do all the things. And then once they did those things, they weren't coming back to wrestling. And I was like, wow. So I have literally once I, if, if I debut, if I debut on television, if I make it that far, I literally have only five years 
to, to go as hard as I can and to do the most that I can do because that's all I get because I'm a woman. You know what I mean? Like that's really, and when I looked at it and then I went back and I kind of studied and I looked at the longevity of women on TV aside from, aside from like a, a sensational Sherry or, or the random one or two, it was reality. I was like, holy crap, this is wild. When you think about it, I go, wow. And you'd see men on television for 15, 20, 30 years, you know, and, and but women typically a five-year run and I'll go that's insane and now 22 years here later and I'm like it, Bro broke the barrier though it's not like that anymore it's not like it doesn't have to be like that because perception has changed and and, and so yeah it's cool but you, know, you also have to look at it from a different perspective again I don't want to keep going back to anything with WWE because I want to make this more impact but if you look back to where you started with them and your major feuds on television, you outlasted them, and they were so far the the, the cool pioneers. So yeah. that so that so that is says something about not only about you as a performer, but also says something about your work ethic for not quitting. Like you said, five years, okay, but now you're on year twenty-two, or you're, you're I'm sorry, yeah. year twelve, year twelve. I apologize. I'm I'm aging. I apologize. You know, the one thing you never do is age. Okay, no, but it is twenty-two <laughs> this year. This year, November, I guess, because I start as first stepped into a wrestling school, November nineteen ninety-eight. I went with the twelve-year guy. I went. To, I went to twelve-year yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So November 98th, but my first match was March 3rd, 1999. It was an intergender tag match. Uh, American Mike Brown and Candy versus myself and Jake Damien. Uh, it was terrible. It was <laughs> pretty much every match the first two years of my career were pretty bad. Um, and then it got bad and then better. And then, you know, uh, I digress, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah. yeah. But, but here's a good question for you, though, because you mentioned before, and, and I did my research, and you you were in TNA uh, Impact Wrestling back in 2002 when the Jarrett's were running everything. If you can go back and give a message to yourself back at that time frame from what you've learned, what advice would you give yourself? Um, don't doubt yourself and don't let other people's opinions of who you are, who you should be change your reality, change your perception of you. Because I think there's a lot of times when in my heart and my gut, I felt like a certain way, but I didn't, because I felt like the person who was telling me they're like, they were smarter than me or they knew better than me or whatever. And so I listened or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and there's a lot of times, like when you doubt yourself, it's, it's hard. It's hard because it's easy to slip into doubt because like you said, you're not always at the top of the mountain. Sometimes you're down here in the valley and, and you've got, it's hard to see it until it's all like, I, I don't think that I had any idea then of the things that I would do, you know, yeah. like I was so living in, and that, that was a very different me. And so I was so hungry and I was so excited, but I was nervous and I was so, um, self-conscious you know I was not I was not in my power or I was not uh, that same level of confidence that I am now of who I know I am and and it really took a while to get to that point to like trust myself and those that kind of thing so just to stay hungry and keep working and don't listen to other people like any like listen to yeah. advice obviously never never right. yeah. not listen to advice when i say but there's a <laughs> lot of people who will block you or try to stop you from achieving your dreams and that's only because they're too scared to go after theirs and it took a long time for me to realize that reality
Well, and, and that's that's hundred percent true. And now you're a leader in the locker room for a, a bunch of hungry young talent. You have, you know, we were just discussing before we came on the air. You have uh, Tasha and Chelsea with the number one contenders match to see who's going to be fighting you next week at Sacrifice uh, on the uh, Impact Plus app and available uh, anytime, any, on all the streaming broadcasts for Impact. I got to tell you, uh, you, if I feel like you gave a little bit of an ejection of of um, fresh air to the knockout division. Not that the, the, the Diana and the other girls were not doing a good job, but it's now it's the, the veteran versus the kids. And I always have expression because I cover sports. The only way younger talent is going to get better and reach their potential is if they're going against people that are better than them to, and, they, and they have to go up to that, to the veterans level to get better. Is that sort of where your role right now is impact? You are the veteran champion and you're working with a lot of these younger talents. Uh, you, that's nice. Um, <laughs> well, there's that, there is that old saying that you're only as good as the people that you're in there with. And I will say Deanna's one of the best in the world, like period. I, after being yeah. in the ring, a lot of people had said that to me and I'd seen her and I'd obviously watched her work at um, NXT and I'd seen her. I'd even wrestled her before in like Jersey in that in-between place when after I'd had Donovan so I'd wrestled her a young Deanna Perrazzo but to see how much she's grown and grown up and then really kind of found herself and her style it's awesome and she was an incredible champion I would never take that away from her uh, but I think that uh it's fun to be back and I think that the people can feel that I'm having fun out there and I have that freedom to just be me and that's very infectious you know with a crowd like they because we're there there to have a good time as well and obviously they're there for the fights and the butt kickings and all the things but yeah. ultimately we're all there to have a good time and we're living the dream out there right to be able to perform in front of our audience um i do believe that i was i always wanted to be in the ring with people who were better than me i still want to be in the ring with people who are better than me you know if we can find them <laughs> no, but I still really want to be, you know, I'm still learning out there and I learn from these girls just as much because, you know, it is, uh, the audience has evolved and the expectations of what they want to see from the women have uh, leveled up and it's cool. And it's cool that now, because I've always wanted to be in that position where, although I was the first woman in a clockwork orange house of fun match, uh, Lisa and I main evented impact in that cage match at a falls first falls count anywhere, which match. is awesome. By the way, if you guys have the impact plus app, go back and watch that match. Please do. Well, it was so great. Yeah. It was such a great match. That whole story with Madison and, and Tara, you'll know her at Lisa Victoria yeah. uh, was just so much fun. And it was kind of odd because that it was also with, Lee, Tara, who I had history with in WWE, so to come here and do it. And she, I remember her telling me, she goes, one of the main reasons why I wanted to come here to Impact is because the knockouts are literally killing it. Like they yeah. are allowed to do, like their, their division, we, we legit have one of the best women's divisions in the world because of the things that the knockouts are allowed to do. And they were never looked at, like they were getting in double segments they were getting all the time they were getting main event spots before it was a hashtag before it was a cool thing to do um so they were just well ahead of the curve on that and so that it was just a lot of fun because we did some cool stuff well you know that but you were given the time and that's the key thing if, if, if you give somebody a time to yes you, you might have to make a mistake out there but that's the only way again you're going to learn but you right. you're, you're your second 
I believe it was your second run where you did a lot of work with Madison Rain. That that work was amazing. And again, that's one of the reasons why you know Impact always seemed to get a bad rep because of a lot of the business side. Not not had nothing to do with the performers and the product in the ring. But if you go back and watch on the app, some of the some some of the best wrestling of this generation is on that app, in both male and female. And you were a pioneer on the women's side of it. Um, last couple questions for you here, because I know we're against the clock. You have a very busy schedule today, um, helping promote sacrifice uh, and everything impact wrestling. You know, for for why you, why have I wanted to sing? Why have I wanted to sing Creed all day long? My sacrifice. <laughs> that's a great song. A great song. <laughs> oh, it's a great song. That's why. Uh, <laughs> can, can you talk about the other opportunities that you were able to have, not just in the ring, but being able to record music and, and have help build the Mickey Jams brand, not just in the ring, but outside the ring. How important was that for you that Impact was able to give you that platform? Uh, you know, that was something that I learned, you know, the first time I left WWE is that, um, and I think I'd smartened up to it when I was there because you see so many people and they only have this one thing. Um, I was so fortunate that I had music and I was just in the studio on Tuesday to cut my new single. You guys just wait. Um, but <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> um, but it's cool because I, I think that uh, I'm an artist in that sense. Like I, I have to creatively write or draw or so I just need to get it out like right like I need to get that and that's kind of how I express myself but it's also a very it's something that I've loved to do since a child you know I, I've, I've written I've, I've done art my whole life whether I'm any good at it that's you know debatable it's up to your taste however um it's so much fun and I think the freedom that's one thing about for me like that's where I'm at now is like the freedom I just I'm in a place that I just want to do what I want to do and what feels right. And if I don't want to do it, or if I don't like it or love it, I'm just not going to, because I don't have to, you know? So I, we, I, we have our supplement company that my husband launched early last year in the beginning of the pandemic or right in the middle of the pandemic. And it's grown so much just in one year uh, to where now we have legacy subs. And now the female brand is the, her legacy subs. We launched a CBD line and a wellness line out of that. My podcast that I do with the girls, the Gawcast, which is yep. so fun. I also started in the middle of a pandemic in boredom with my torn ACL going like, Johnny, I'm going to, I'm so out of my mind. You know, like all I can do is my rehab and obviously I have my son, but then he goes to school and then I'm sitting there and I got nothing to do all day. Like I need something to do. And so I, we started that and it was so much fun. And we've now over a hundred episodes deep. And that's, it's so much fun. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of dabbling. And I really like the idea of like trying to help behind the scenes and help uh, any, any of the girls or guys really that want my help uh, with character stuff or anything that I've learned, because that's how I learned. I learned from people who I appreciated their opinions and respected and I'd ask them how they made money. How did you do it? How did you break, you know, break yeah. through? Because for every one person that breaks through, there's a hundred that don't probably more like, because in wrestling until recently, there was only one place to really go. Whereas if you were trying to be a football star or a track star or a basketball star, you have several teams to choose from right. that you could possibly get drafted to. doesn't work like that in wrestling. You know, there's thousands of people all trying out for your one spot. 
you know, so how did you do it? And uh, I was fortunate to have some really cool mentors in order to, to ask those questions that gave me really great advice and to learn from. And uh, so I think now if I can help some of those girls and guys get there a little quicker, it might be nice, you know, because I love it. And I want this, I love wrestling so much and I want it to continue to be awesome. Well, it's because also again, like we said before, you're a pioneer. You're, you're, you're again, there's the title of trailblazer that goes around, but sometimes it doesn't go on the people who deserve to have it. And Mickey, I know we're against the clock. I wanted to thank you for your time. Don't, again, sacrifice next weekend uh, to Impact Plus, uh, watch it through the streaming. Again, we'll find out this upcoming week, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea or Natasha, any preference? Chelsea, I already <laughs> beat Natasha. <laughs> she's hungry though, she's hungry. <laughs> I know she's hungry and, and I'll give her a sandwich. Okay. But at the same time, I think that I've already beaten Tasha. The only reason why she got any sort of advantage in that match at no surrender anyway, was because of her best friend, Savannah. And so now she wants to complain about how I somehow screwed, messed, you know, screwed her out of the championship because Chelsea's involvement. Well, in my opinion, like she was only coming out there to equalize your friend. And she was the one that was blasted off the apron. So who was really hurt in the situation here? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Right. Hello, Gail. I don't know what you're doing, but fine. They'll have this number one contenders match. Chelsea's going to do great. They're both great. And here's the thing is that Tasha is great. I never said she wasn't great, but I already beat you. I've already beaten you. And I feel like this is the match between Chelsea and I was the one that she took away from the people in the first place. And it's one that the fans really want to see. It's one that Chelsea and I really want. And I think it's about time that we did it because our two journeys, the same kind of thing have been pretty awesome, but they've never, we've never seen us together. So I'd like to do that. Well, Mickey, I wish you the best of luck. Hold on right Thank one you. second. And we'll be back here on the cup wrestling podcast right after this. All right, so that was Mickey James. A lot to unpack there. The fact of the matter is she is a trailblazer, and she was the forbidden door into the WWE. She was her first one who was able to be an Impact World Champion, Impact uh, Knockouts Champion, and appear on a WWE pay-per-view. So she made history. There's a lot of different great little insights there, especially her time being an original member of the TNA Impact roster back in 2002 with the Jarrett's running that promotion. A lot to unpack there. Uh, wow, she was, she's just so great. I wish we had more time with her. She will be at Sacrifice next weekend facing the winner of Tasha Steeles and Chelsea Green, which we will know this upcoming Thursday who her opponent will be. Also, we went down the, over the card. Moose is going to be there. Heath is going to be there. The Good Brothers is going to be there. Check out the event if you're in the Louisville area. Tickets available, ticket information available at impactwrestling.com, as well as being able to view the show on the Impact Plus app. So check that out now. As for the Cut Pro Wrestling podcast, like we said, we are on a little bit of a hiatus right now because we have some different ideas on how we're going to shape the show a little bit better. So we can also discuss about the major topics of professional wrestling, just not be a one-on-one -on -one interview show. So we are going to still have interviews. We're going to have some roundtables and some different things. Uh, Andrew, Alyssa, JD, and I have been sitting down, coming up with some different ideas for you guys to make this uh, a little bit more of a variety and have a little bit of everything, not just one thing. So if you don't like the guests, you're not here. So we, we, we 
We're still going to have guests. We're still going to have roundtables. We're going to have a lot of great things. Uh, thank you for Impact Wrestling this week for giving us the opportunity to speak with Mickey James. And we thank everybody for giving us the opportunity and tuning in for this episode. We will be back on March 4th with a new episode of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. We will see you then. For Randy Zellier from Back Sports Page, this has been the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we'll see you then.